Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the worst fucking podcast you've ever heard. Both mics. All right, all right, all right. Hey, I love that lady. I'm going to hire her full time. I think I'm going to have her do that every show. Introduce us. What do you think about that? Price is right. Yes, exactly. Now, you heard a mystery voice there. That's Mike Taylor. I'm trying to get him up on the screen here, but welcome to Both Mics. Hey, guys. Both Mics is a show about nothing and everything. That over there is Michael Safka. And that over there is Mike Taylor. And together we are Both Mics. Welcome to show number 77 of Both Mics Heard Everywhere. You can hear podcasts. We're on twitch.tv slash both mics right now, live, every Friday night, about 7-ish to about 9-ish Eastern time, uh, daylight savings time or daylight standard time. Doesn't matter. Uh, Find us on bothmics.com. That is our website. Find us where we are because we are somewhere. Yes. Uh, Yeah. You name it. We're there. We're like dirt. We're everywhere. We're dust. You can find us everywhere. So, Mr. Safka, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. Do you remember last show and the show before, we've been talking about the gradual buildup on this asteroid thing? Yeah. They said, hey, we have a way to do this and save the planet like they did in that movie. And then a couple weeks later, it was like, oh, my God, here's an asteroid coming to us on Earth. It was almost like bad porno lines, you know. Oh, my God, here comes an asteroid. Yeah, a well, planetoid. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Well, they're saying there's another one coming. They're saying that, that okay, this is. I, I we've we've discussed this. It's two million miles away. I, I don't see how this is news anymore. Other than somebody's trying to plant some seeds, plant a bug, uh, false flag, whatever you want to call it. It just if something is coming within two point five million miles of me, and that's the closest it's going to get, I'm good with that. I, I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah. We've gotten this far without like an asteroid hitting us, hitting us. So I, I think, yeah, I don't well, know. Well, there's if stuff just... hitting us every day. It's just it's yeah. small. You know, it burns up by the time it gets to us. Right. So yeah. The... I don't. I don't think there's really much of a a, a need to to worry about yeah. a about an asteroid. Yeah, I didn't think so either. But you know what? Just to be safe and just to mm-hmm. make sure we check all the boxes and. Okay. Everything's right. We're gonna do the alien update. And, okay. I, I thought you had a. I thought you had a. A, a solution. It's a pretty good robot. He's a little bit of an alien too, but I think he's mostly. He's an alien. Robot. You could be an alien robot, right? Like not all robots are domestic. I computed the aliens. They are capable of sinister and dangerous acts. You- Weird alien man. All right, so if you're new to the show or you forgot or you're high or drunk like most of our listeners, you just think of the seven billion people on the planet. Try to understand that there's a handful, like five to seven, that have more money, more technology brains, have advanced our civilization and are doing more for society than anybody else in modern history, basically. We're talking about Gates. We're talking about Elon Musk. We're talking about uh, what's the Branson's guy's name? We're talking about Mark Zuckerberg. We're talking about the, the Twitter clowns. We're talking about all these people. So we did talk about these asteroids and kind of like how they're planting the seed that something's going to be happening soon. But Elon Musk has come out and he has 
blasting the new guy on from Twitter. The new CEO was the CFO. I guess uh, the other guy here, Jack, whatever his name is, that guy usually wears a beanie cap. He was the CEO, but he's stepping his back. His name is, is Meoff. Yes, yes, yes. Jack Dorsey. He um, he's he, he's said he's taking a back seat because Twitter's no longer his priority. I, I don't know. If you look around and you look, type in, a, even on Google, you type into your search bar, uh, CEOs have re- who have resigned in the past 24 months or two years, and you'll see a long list of big and popular names and names we've talked about because of their things that they've done outside of what the MSM is reporting. I'll just leave it at that. But Musk blasted the new guy on Twitter. Now, the new guy, the new CEO is named Parag Agrawal. And Elon Musk took a jab at the new Twitter CEO. And this is according to foxbusinessnews.com, so it must be true. So racist. Yes, yes. He's saying, because this guy came out and said they're not going to be bound by the First Amendment, so Musk ended up uh, just resp- just clowning on the guy. And it, it, was, it was pretty funny, actually. I'm looking for the exact tweet now that I need it. I, of course, I can't find it. But How do you get bound by the First Amendment? Well, they're at, Twitter is, tries to play it both ways, just like Facebook does, just like everybody else. They, they censor who they want. They, if you don't fit the narrative... You're, you're, you're kicked off, you're excommunicated, your stuff's pulled, it's not factually correct, it's fake news, here's a, here's a link to proper COVID information or whatever. So it's, it's just kind of funny that it's censorship and political discrimination. So that's, what, that's how I would classify it. But our boy oh, Musk is looking for another Bezos guy to pick on is what I thought was funny. Because, you know, Musk always finds somebody. He always likes to get under their, under their skin, you know, twist a fork in them or something. Interesting. Now, I was just wondering how, how you get bound by the First Amendment. First Amendment, whatever. Well, that's what he said. He said we're not going to be bound by the First Amendment. And what he's saying is if they're not going to make a distinction between Muslims and extremists, then why should I distinguish between white people and racists? That's his, that's his thought philosophy, the new CEO of Twitter. I want to know who the fuck the they is he's talking about. If they are not going to make a distinction between those people and those other people. Who the fuck is he talking about? Who is he to fucking classify people and put us all in little segmented little boxes and keep us separated so we'll fight amongst each other while they fucking bank on us? Whoo! Getting off the soapbox right now. (laughs) Good morning. (laughs) Did you see the SpaceX rocket the other day? I missed it by about 10 minutes. I actually set an alarm to take the boys outside and uh, and see it. And it had already taken off by the time we got out there. I, it was supposed to be like 20, it was supposed to be like 6.30, and it took off at 6.10. Well, the Falcon 9 brought up uh, the next Starlink fleet and two black sky satellites. So I don't know what those are, but uh, it sounds interesting to me. This is right? the... Uh, the private space flight company will like that SpaceX. This is according to space.com. They're saying a stack of 48 Starlink satellites on one of its previously flown Falcon 9 rockets. The frequent fire is scheduled to blast off. Yada, da, 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 Science, mumbo jumbo, mumbo jumbo. <laughs> yeah, so basically, the SpaceX broadband thing, their partnership with Starlink, owned by the same guy, Elon Musk. So. 
Yeah, that was fascinating. I took video from my front yard. I put it up on my Facebook page. There it was uh, I saw, a lot I saw of times that. it's cloudy and stuff, and it is far away. I mean, I don't want you to think I live down the street. You know that, Mike. But I mean, people that are in Nebraska, yeah, I'm sure a hell of a lot closer than you are, but. It's still like 130 miles or whatever from me, so it's it's cool to be able to get out there and see it from your front yard. <coughs> Can't be 130 miles from you. All right, maybe down the road is 130 miles, but as the the crow flies, you're probably 40, 50. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> as the crow flies dot com. No. No. 62 miles. I was talking about round trip. <laughs> I, it's, uh, well, I open my, my Google map and then I see Disney World. Nice. Yeah. Let's see here. I am at Daytona Beach, Port Cape Canaveral, and there we go. I am. I am. <laughs> can't find my way there. I can't drive there. You hear that? Uh, you, you hear that clicking noise? Yeah. That's all the people shutting our show off. Come on, let's go. <laughs> 134 miles. That's how far you are? Yeah. I'm closer yeah. than you are? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, dude. I'm an hour from Daytona. Okay. All right. All right. Settle down, all right? All right, so check it out. They did a uh, thing here. <laughs> okay. According to the hill.com, there's a survey to find survey to find the drunkest country in the world. They did this and they've determined it's not the United States. So if you're watching on twitch.tv slash both mics or on YouTube, Facebook, on the video here you can see it's broken it down into four different colors. Now, this is in liters of 100% pure alcohol, regardless of, of diluted form in which it's consumed, beer, wine, liquor, etc. So, zero to five liters are the green countries, and that's in a, in a year, okay? Uh, five, that's per person, so it's per capita, okay? The yellow is five to ten liters. So, according to this survey, the United States and Canada and much of South America are in the yellow. Five to ten liters of beer, wine, or liquor a year. Would you agree with that? Is that where you're at, Mike? Is that how much you drink or no? I'm not a I'm not a heavy drinker. Um, okay. I had this past weekend we went to uh, we went to Orlando and uh, we we went to a Bahama Breeze on Sunday for lunch. And I had a drink, and that was actually I had two drinks because they made a mistake and they brought me two drinks. And uh, a friend of ours was our waiter, believe it or not. And uh, the last time I drank before that was on the cruise, and that was last month. So I don't drink as much as people think I drink. You know, I, I don't sit down and have a beer with dinner or anything like that. Uh, I'm a social drinker. Yeah, well, I mean, I used to social drink, too, and every day was a social event as far as I was concerned. Right, I mean, even if you were by yourself in the bathroom. I would get a beer to drink a beer on the way to the store so I can buy more beer. Right. <laughs> I, I, is your dad a beer drinker? He used to be, yeah. Well, he kind of yeah. is now still, yeah. Did when, when, you were, when you were young, like in the 70s, did your dad ever have a, a roadie with him? 
I'm not going to speak to that because I don't know that. I've seen that before with other people, but I don't think my I don't think I saw my dad with that. But I know that was popular. I mean, I've had yeah. I've had people I've sold vehicles to, and they're coming back to get some special item put on their vehicle or something. They're like, "Come on out to the truck, have a beer," and then they crack open the middle thing, and there's a bunch of beers on ice in the middle thing. And I'm like, <laughs> "Christ Almighty!" I'm at work. It's three o'clock, sir. Thank you, but you know, yeah, yeah. I'll uh, yeah. I'll catch you later. So, uh, my dad used to. Yeah. My dad, dad was a, a, a heavy drinker, more than he should have. He had an issue with it. And, uh, yeah, he had an old Gal- Ford Galaxy 500. And, of course, it had the, the hump in the middle. Yeah. You know? And he would have uh, one of those freaking cool com- – com- it was a thing. It had two sandbags and it had two – Yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a console. Right. And it had two, two cup holders. Perfect. And he would have a, a white-label Budweiser – in a can and uh i I wouldn't say every time we drove anywhere but i I can like recall twice that he would have a beer with him while driving yeah well that's how i taught my kids to drive you know the first thing i did was uh, okay now you want to get you say i taught them all i taught them how to drive so uh, lisa comes out and i'm having when you train somebody to do something you teach somebody how to do it and then you have that person teach someone else and that's how you know their grasp okay it's like a training thing i learned years ago so i I said you know i'm gonna get lisa and you're gonna show lisa what you need to do and i said so what's the first thing you do and he goes well open the door get in the car adjust my mirrors you know just the seat just the steering wheel i go what's the second thing you do and he goes secure my beer so it doesn't spill (laughs) (laughs) what what so no, they I didn't teach my kids that, but um, nice. Anyway, anyway, I'm I'm looking at this thing here, and it looks like ten to fifteen liters is in blue on the map, and that looks like most of the Soviet Union and Australia. And then there's pink, and there's a couple little pink. pink spots. There's one right there in I think it's Italy or somewhere, and then on the far right there. Uh, to the right of Australia. I don't know what what country that is, but I'm looking at this and some of the highlights, it says the globe, the global drug survey, this is according to the hill.com, which asked 32,000 people across 22 countries questions about their substance abuse, found that the average Australian consumed alcohol to the point of drunkenness nearly 27 times a year, which I don't understand. If I'm drinking, why ain't I get? Why ain't I getting drunk? I mean, that's right. kind of what you're doing it for. I would think that's. I don't, I don't drink to because I like the taste. Right. Denmark and Finland are followed closely behind Australia, with residents in each nation getting drunk around 24 times in 2020. The U.S. and the U.K. round out the top five. So I'm trying to find what countries actually are the. What are those pink countries there? I'm trying to trying to decipher this. Scan through this here. Yeah, I can't tell if it's dirt on my computer or if it's actual. <laughs> anyway, we're in the top five. So what I need all the both mics listeners to do is go ahead and, you know, start drinking heavily so that we can, you know, get. I, I want to be number one, man. I don't want to be in the top five. USA is always striving for gold. We want to be number one, man. <laughs> the drinking Olympics. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, last week at... um. At Bahama Breeze, I had something called a painkiller. It was uh, actually really good. So, like, yeah. Tomorrow we have the the boys' birthday party. They're having their birthday party together because they're so young. I think I'm going to buy some uh, – it, it's a specific rum. It's a Posner. Posner rum hmm. is what they uh, they use to make this. So I'm going to see if uh, 
Publix liquor store has Posner rum, and I'm going to make some painkillers to make the pain go away of uh, little children running around my house. Well, good. Now that you mention that, it's time for Get Off My Lawn. Uh oh. My lawn. Not in this lifetime, Sonny. Well, I think you're an overeducated 27 year old version. There's a Mexican, a Jew, and a colored guy go into a bar. The bartender looks up and says, Get the fuck out of here. Get off my lawn. You used to stack fucks like you five feet high in Korea. Use you for sandbags. Can't you people just leave me alone? Get off my lawn. You'd think the cold would keep all the idiots out. What are all you fish heads looking at anyway? Get off my lawn. You people are nuts. I knew you were a dipshit the first time I ever saw you. All right, get off my lawn is, well, usually encompasses some sort of Florida guy type thing, Florida man, but not always. But it's the guy, it's the old crotchety guy. You either have the, the old guy in the neighborhood that's handing out candy, which can be creepy or not. Or, in the, or then you have the get off my lawn guy. And these are get off my lawn guys. This is who we're talking about here. My favorite get off my lawn guy right now? Not yeah. that. Not that. And, Alec Baldwin. Uh, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> and uh, get off my lawn presented to you by the uh, by the painkiller drink at Bahama Breeze. Yes. Yes. There Real you quick. Uh, two ounces Pusser's rum. Four ounces pineapple juice. One ounce orange juice freshly squeezed. One ounce cream to coconut. Garnish with nutmeg, freshly grated. Garnish with a pineapple wedge. I will be drinking those tomorrow. All right. All right. Go All right. What's up with I'll Alec Baldwin? Report back. Well, you remember we talked about Alec Baldwin shooting somebody on set. Yeah, it was a uh, a movie of some sort, probably a Netflix yeah. flick called Rust or Rusted or something like that. Yeah, and October 21st was a shooting on the set of Rust. Yes, I hate when that happens. Well... Al Baldwin went on, um, this is according to foxnews.com, Al Baldwin did an interview with ABC's George Stephanopoulos. It's the first yes. time the actor spoke in depth on screen about the October 21st shooting on the set of Rust. A lot of people saying that was a mistake. He didn't come off good. He came off as a guy looking for pity. That He, he explained that he sought out the woman that he killed. He sought out her husband. And gave him a hug and said, together we are both missing someone we love or something. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? How? I, 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 I don't understand any of this. I don't understand how legally any legal representation he has could allow him to do this. But yeah, well, what, what are you supposed to do, you know? Nothing. Say nothing. Do it. I don't well, know. Dude. He just came up. It, here's the thing. Somebody pointed this out. And I observed this. They said, let me ask you a question. Would you have pointed the gun at your head? Because he's claiming he didn't check the gun. That wasn't his job to check the gun. And that's okay. Right. I get it. If, if that's what he perceives. But as the producer, he's ultimately responsible for anybody on the set. So that's kind of null and void. But he's saying he didn't know the gun was loaded. Okay. So my question is, if he didn't know the gun was loaded, would he have put it to his own head and pulled the trigger without checking it? Right. That's it's very true. But, uh, you know, it, it, if he doesn't say anything, it, it even it makes it worse, I think, you know. Well, I mean, like, I think he needs to make an apology, but he doesn't need to be on ABC for an hour. He didn't shed a tear. He didn't show remorse and he didn't take responsibility. He just sort of shoot it off and act like he's a victim in this as well. Not a good look. 
Look, yeah. seek it out on YouTube or whatever. Look it up. It's it's just. Well, believe it or not, it was actually on TV last night, and uh, my wife was watching it. And I was in front of the TV, but I also had my laptop in front of it because I have to do my continuing education classes for eight hours for my mortgage licensing. So not fun. I struggled for 90 minutes to stay awake. And uh, yeah, I have eight hours to take. So I got 90 minutes of my eight hours of courses done. And this was on in the background and I really wasn't watching it. So. He went on to claim that he did not pull the trigger. How does a gun fire if you don't pull the trigger? Okay. <laughs> is, that take, is that taken out of context? That's no. Weird. Baldwin says he didn't pull the trigger, but that doesn't absolve him from the civil and potential criminal liability, he explained. Baldwin's finger should have been nowhere near the hammer or the trigger, even if we were, a, even if we were to believe the gun misfired, nor would... Nor should Baldwin ever point a firearm at another human being, even if cinematographer Helena, ha, ha, Helena Hutchins told him to, and he believed it wasn't loaded or had blanks. So, I, I just always heard, if you're, if you're accused of something, the last thing you want to do is go start telling your story and start doing all these things, because you never know what you're going to say that's going to be twisted back against you, and even if you're innocent, something you say could be twisted back against you, and that's not exactly. a good look. So, here's yeah. another get off my lawn guy, though. This guy looks like he belongs on get off my lawn, don't he? Um, no, get off your lawn guys have teeth. <laughs> here's a hairy dude, uh, not clean shaven, has a goatee, long hair, scraggly, salt and pepper, old dude. This guy is in Bonneville County. This is in uh, the state of Idaho. Bonneville County Sheriff's deputies arrest man for attempted strangulation. So, attempted. Listen to this story. This is according to the IdahoStateJournal.com. And, you know, it's also five foot six. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Yesterday evening, Bonneville County Sheriff's deputies responded to a disturbance at the 3500 East Block of Green Willow, where a man was reportedly threatening others with a bat. The call came in at approximately 6 p.m., and the reporting parties also advised the man had thrown a woman onto the hood of a vehicle. Deputies arrived and located 66-year-old David R. Lechemina, that's who's pictured there, standing in the doorway of a residence yelling at a woman in the front yard. Mr. Lechemina was visibly upset at the woman and continued to yell and curse at her as deputies could calm him down and ask him what was happening. He went on to tell deputies he grabbed the woman, who was his wife, by the arm and shoulder and then choked her. He also told deputies that his wife that he told his wife, I'm going to kill you and two other adults at the residence that they were going to die. While talking to witnesses, deputies found that this guy actually choked one other adult present at the residence and battered another during the disturbance. During this time, he told deputies he had been using methamphetamine as well, recent as it. the morning and had not slept in a couple days. Well, he's... He's got four hots and a cot, uh, four four hots and a cot to to think that over there. So, I just don't under, and I just talked about this in the in the other thing. Even if he's guilty as hell, why would you? Yes, officers, this is what I did. I've been up a couple days on meth. My fault. I choked a bitch. I told her I was gonna kill her. My fault. Yeah. Well, there's there's people out there that are you know, I I, I am what I am, and I'm proud of it. You know, I, I yeah, I did it. 
you know, whatever. Buddy, I, even if I did something wrong, I don't think I, I. I mean, if I did something wrong, I thought it was right, but it was it was wrong, but it was right. I, I would get that, but it's like the Baldwin thing. Shut your fucking mouth, dude. What are you doing? All right. Here's another get off my lawn guy. No. <laughs> yeah. I put a picture up here of George Clooney. And the reason why I did this is according to insider.com, George Clooney says he was offered $35 million for a single day's work and turned it down. Okay, doing what? Isn't he the guy that was in the movie where uh there were he was trying to offer a million dollars to sweep up that dude's wife in uh in Vegas? Yeah. Oh, that wasn't him. Yeah. But was that Robert Redford? I think no. it was Robert Redford and the, the couple was Woody Harrelson and Demi Moore. Yeah, it wasn't right? Clooney? In, indecent proposal? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it wasn't Clooney. I'm pretty sure it was Robert Redford. Oh, I'm looking this up right now. Decent. <laughs> so am I. I, feel like I can spell indecent. I ought to know how to spell it. Robert Redford, you are correct, sir. Yeah. Wow. Ding, 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 ding. You get the you get the booby prize. All right, so he says he turned down $35 million for one day's work. It was associated with a country that, although it's an ally, is questionable at times. George Clooney said he was once offered $35 million for one day's work, but turned it down after deciding it wasn't worth it. The Oscar-winning actor and producer revealed his almost payday during an inter interview with The Guardian published on Friday. The interviewer asked him whether he had ever thought, I have enough money now. He said, well, yeah, I was offered $35 million for one day's work for an airline commercial, and we decided it wasn't worth it. The airline was associated with a country that, although it's an ally, is questionable at times. And so I thought, well, if it takes a minute sleep away from me, it's not, fucking sign me up. I will miss 60 minutes of sleep for $35 million. I Yeah, well, it's, it's obvious that it's Emirate Airlines. Is that what it was? I, yeah. Okay, I, I'm, I'm taking a guess. Well, but we, we won't Emirates be having them as a sponsor you, now, Mike. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Emirates <laughs> Airlines, they, like, um, they don't do commercials in this country, obviously, but like Jennifer Aniston. Actually, I think, yeah. I don't know if they showed that one in this country, but I've seen it somewhere. Probably YouTube. But yeah, they, they Emirates Airlines has American celebrities do their commercials. So, yeah, $35 million is, is quite a payday. The Guardian mentioned reports that he'd earned over $40 million for his advertisement work with a Swiss coffee maker, Nespresso. His tequila company, Casamigos, was sold four years ago for $1 billion. Wow. Later, wow. the wide-ranging interview, Clooney, who's on a promotion tour for his latest film called The Tender Bar, was asked why he no longer acted as frequently as he used to. In general, yada yada, I turned 60 this summer, I'm fucking old, yada yada, end of story. Okay. Mike, is what? there a situation or a product or an endorsement or a service that you wouldn't sign up for and couldn't have your name associated with if they were going to pay you $35 million for one day? Well, yeah, like the, the Taliban or Al-Qaeda. <laughs> Even um, then, I'm thinking, I don't know. Shit. Maybe they won't recognize me with a towel on my head or something. Right, right. Yeah. I just, I'll borrow Mike Stradamus's thing. <laughs> the headpiece. I, I, I don't think so. Yeah, at this point, no, I, I, I'm, I'm up for anything. $35 you know, million? Dollars, that's a lot of fucking money, man. I might well, be able to I'll, quit my part-time job. 
Fuck. I'll uh, I'll do tampon commercials. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> you know, we're Kotex. We're not one. We're not number one, but we're up there. Nice. I like it. We're up there. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So remember, we talked about this Astro World thing that happened a couple weeks ago, months yeah. ago. Yeah. Okay. Astro World, uh, Six Flags, in Houston area. Yeah, according to Deadline.com. Hulu, the film, the uh, what do they call that? It's like uh, Netflix and all that, where you can get yeah, shit on subscription, TV. Yeah, uh, yeah, video subscription service. Yeah, Hulu has pulled their documentary called Astro World: Concert from Hell after backlash. I guess, uh, I guess it's too soon. Yeah, they got that up quick. Yeah. Hulu making a documentary about Astro World is in poor taste all around. People are still burying their loved ones. The legal cases haven't even started. Great documentaries aren't done until all the facts are laid out. Not enough time. Yada, 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 yada. So here's my question. Not necessary. So, so you think they shouldn't have the documentary? Or they should have had it? 50-minute social documentary. Yeah. No, there's, there's no need for it. You know, it, they'll they'll do a sixty minute segment. They'll do a twenty twenty segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's too soon. Have you, you ever know? been to that place? I have not. No, I've been to Houston several times. Never there. Never there. Six Flags though. The only Six Flags I've been to is San Antonio, New Jersey, and St. Louis. Well, if you don't know what the hell we're talking about, go back and watch the last couple shows because it's on there. Or just, you know, I got another idea. Why don't you just pay attention? Because you can look. It's it's everywhere, this whole thing with this Travis Scott performance on November 3rd at Houston's RNG Park during Astro World. More than 100 lawsuits have been filed against Scott, Live Nation, and others involved with the festival on behalf of the victims. A lot of people were killed. A lot of people were injured. Bad situation. Now, I went to Rockville shortly thereafter like a week after that and that was that was a focus and a lot of bands that where there would be a mosh pit involved or crowd surfing and stuff like that they made sure in early parts of their set that they took the time to you know oh we want to pray for everybody or we want to think about the people from astro world or whatever but more importantly we're not going to have an incident like that here we're going to take care of each other and if someone falls down you pick them up you know that's not the way we do things you know i could see that their management and or the tour promoters obviously told these bands hey look <laughs> this is our only out is if you you know if somebody gets killed somebody breaks their neck or something crowd surfing or whatever you told them not to do it so you're you're right. not liable, you know. I mean, right? CYA, crazy. crazy shit. Have you ever seen anything like that, like a stampede, a, a major thing, a major situation, injuries? I, I've uh, probably the craziest I've been to. There's two shows that that stick out of my mind. Um, October 1985, the the Motley Crue concert in San Antonio. There was a point. Um, where Vince Neil like pointed to our area of the of the arena and say, "Why don't you guys come on down?" And everybody just stormed the floor. And it was literally, I had to hold my arms out as far in front of me as I could to make a little room for Brenda and her little brother to be able to like be almost comfortable. Right. 
And then after a while, she was like, forget it. I, I got to get out of here. Yeah. So I kind of I kind of just like pushed everybody and made a wave of people go away. And I took her and her brother right. and kind of threw them, go. Yeah. And they were able to like run out of that, that area and uh, get away from it. But I stayed there and I literally was off my feet at like <laughs> angle, like this, literally off my feet. That's, that's how packed it was. It was crazy. And, and it, uh, the sweaty people from that town just stunk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. So uh, that was bad. And uh, another show was uh, an over oversold out show at the Ritz in New York City uh, for uh, Skid Row. That was that was crazy. The amount of pushing and shoving that happened there uh, was bad. And then what, one more show was actually a uh, a show in like 2001 before the station in uh, in Rhode Island with the the Great White. Before that happened, there was a show in uh, Fort Lauderdale where Vince Neil was performing, and there was so many people in his little bar that I literally looked around and said, if something happens, fire, right. fight, anything like that, this is going to be real bad. Well, can and you imagine, I mean, happened. being at, you know, there was that show in France with the shooting when uh, Queens of the Stone Age was on was on stage. Or the, was that uh, Lamb of God? What's that? Lamb, Lamb of God was the band. Well, no, Queens of the Stone Age, it happened to them too in France, the terror shooting. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know I Lamb of God had one. I thought that was Lamb of God that played in France. No, but think about, you know, those things. Uh, Cheap Tricks had a stage collapse on them. Yes. They narrowly escaped. That was you know, crazy. You, you take a look at the Great White situation with the fire. And like you said, you when you get there, the first thing you do is you're looking for your way. You know, you're looking for safety. You're looking for all that shit because shit happens, man. I mean, you just don't know. You know, I know they got, I know they check people and they got detectors and all that shit. If someone wants to bring a gun into a place, they're going to bring a gun. They're going to find a way to get it done. They'll 3D print one out of plastic or something. Something will happen. So you always got to make sure no matter where you are. I mean, that's a shame. That's just the world we live in now. You got to, you got to, you got to think about protecting you and your family first whenever you go somewhere. That shooting in Paris, France was 2015. Yeah. Wow. And, uh. Islamic terrorists, <clears throat> and I bet you the bad the band was Lamb of God. Is that what it says? No, I, I'm I'm looking for it. It's Queen of the Stone Age, dude. <laughs> no, I swear, because I never heard of the I never heard of the band Lamb of God until this particular show, or until this particular thing happened. Or how about how about um uh. Dude that got killed on stage, guitar player, Dimebag Daryl. Oh, wow, Dimebag Daryl, yeah. Yeah, I mean... That, that, some, that's crazy. And yeah, the guy was he's on stage crazy. performing, and somebody in his own crowd shoots him. <laughs> I mean, all right, I know the concert's not that great, but, I mean, you don't have to fucking shoot me. I'll, I'll give yeah, you your money not, back. You're not in a prime anymore, but damn, guys, yeah. please. Christ, what kind of ticket do you have for that? I mean, you you buy a special gun pass so you can get your gun into the show? Is that a VIP extra? Yeah, I know. Uh, it's, it's crazy. Uh, All right. Do you know who this is? Um, not a clue. This will be funny. Take some guesses. Uh, I put a picture of a dark-haired woman up. 
She's standing in yeah. front of like a you know a backdrop, like she's at an event somewhere. You can see I Heart and Capital One on the wall behind her, so she's at some sort of event. And she's she's darker skinned. She got gigantic hoop earrings. Well, those and, are the high heel holders. Okay, my my only guess would be Megan Fox. No, but that see that, that that's close. That's close. I'm in, the, I'm in the wheelhouse there. Yeah, this is Demi Lovato. Demi okay. Lovato has announced on social media on Thursday, December 2nd, that she okay. is no longer California sober. California sober? I had never heard that term either, dude. Lovato explicitly opened up about being California sober in a track by the same, same title earlier this year from their Dancing with the Devil, The Art of Starting Over album which revolves around lifestyle of allowing some alcohol and marijuana consumption while steering clear of hard drugs. I'm California sober, slash, it doesn't mean the groaning, the growing is over. No, it ain't black or white. It's all of the colors. I've never heard of this shit where you can be, like, I, I'm not drinking. I, you know, and that's a choice I made to not drink. But I've, I've never... So, well, I can drink. I, I'm going to cut it down to just you know six beers a day, or just one bottle of vodka a day, or right. whatever. You right. know, either it's you like, are, or you're not. Am I? Am I missing something here? California sober? Is that like like people who uh, they're, they're religious, but you know, on their terms, you know? Oh, I I, I follow this, but I I don't live, I don't believe in that. Yeah. Is that a California stop at a stop sign where you roll through it? <laughs> right. Is that what it's called? Like a California roll? Yeah. So yeah. So she. She goes on to say this. There are people out there who have worked their asses off to never take themselves out of reality and to never place themselves into an altered state. When you have a cold, they don't even take DayQuil or NightQuil. So to say that you're California sober or this type of sober is extremely offensive. Wow. Anyway. Um, by the way, the, the band is uh, Eagles of Death Metal. That's who I meant, not Queens of Stone Age. Eagles of Death, Eagles of Death Metal, because they have uh, two of the same members in that band. Uh, Dave Grohl pops in and out of that band, but the uh, the lead singer, red haired guy, I forget who he is. Oh shit! Wow. Anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah, I. I so, so you haven't been at an event where anything major has happened, but you're yeah. thinking that when you're going to a place, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm always looking around. Where's the exit? Which way's out? You know, hopefully I don't have to punch this guy. Uh, yeah, I've I've gotten into altercations. No, that push. You know, the people that push. I don't like those people, and they don't like me. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I, I have a story about that that I'll tell off the air again. I'm sure you know what story I'm talking about, about me at least at the House of Blues. No, I don't know that one. Yeah, that's an off-the-air story because I probably don't have clearance to uh, tell that one. So, <laughs> Yeah, I, I have uh, one from the, the Sammy Hagar concert that, you know, some, yeah, people are idiots. So I don't, I don't tolerate it, and uh, I ended up being the bad guy. Getting right into something else. Let's go back into outer space here. The ISS had a swerve to miss USA space junk. That's what Russell <laughs> says. 
Is that all there is? Yes. Space junk everywhere? Yes, yes. The International Space Station had to adjust its orbit to avoid collision with pieces of debris from a U.S. rocket. The head of Russia's space agency, Roscosmos, Dmitriya Rogozin, said on Friday, according to state news agency TASS. And this is according to CNN.com, so it must be true. Five minutes ago, the ISS avoided a conjunction with the U.S. space debris, the Pegasus carrier rocket remnants. The rocket was launched in 1994. <laughs> Apparently, it's really? still floating around. Oh, yeah, they got, they got thousands of objects that they're tracking all the time that are just floating around. Junk. And all that shit's flying around the, the globe, like, you know thousands of miles an hour it yeah. looks slow yeah I, I was surprised to learn back in the day that the space shuttle traveled at 10,000 miles an hour around the freaking globe that's that's pretty insane yeah it's pretty fat but when you're up there and when you're on it it doesn't appear that way because the earth is so right. vast you know it's got such a mass that you know even though the earth is flat according to some people you know it's i was i was trying to fit in a flat <laughs> earth somewhere there you beat me to it yeah I am not a flat earther. Thank God. Yeah. One of my favorite things, though, is when the Flat Earth Society put out a tweet that said they have members all over the globe. I thought that was freaking hilarious. <laughs> nice. So they've been telling us about a asteroid going to hit us. They've been feeding us that to get ready for some sort of event. This is a comet that's coming back around. This is a comet called Leonard. Leonard is the brightest comet all year. And they go on, according to NPR.org, telling us how to look for it, how to find it in the sky. Here's how to see it. The comet yeah. is in the early... Travel far away from any city. Yes. The comet Damn. is in Light the... Pollution. The comet is in the early morning sky right at the moment. And that means getting up very early, probably around 5 a.m. or so, and looking and... more or less to the northeast. Ed Krupp an astronomer and director of the Griffith Observatory in Los Angeles, tells NPR. For people in North America, the best time will probably be Monday morning, weather permitting, when the comet will be near Arcturus, low on the horizon. So you got that to look forward to, a comet. Yeah. Here's what I want to know. How come we get excited when a comet comes, but we're nervous when an asteroid's coming? Aren't they both the same thing? Piles of shit flying through space thousands of miles an hour could fucking hit us and kill us? Both of them? Either one of them? Yeah. Um, apparently, yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's like people, when they talk about Florida. <coughs> oh my God, I never moved to Florida. There's hurricanes. We, we made it through a whole entire year this year. And what, there was one hurricane that was like talked about at all? You know, when June comes around, they talk about hurricanes and how if you move to Florida, you're going to get blown away and all this crap. And yeah, it 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 doesn't happen. It well, doesn't happen. I think it's I think it depends on whatever reference point you have via Florida. Like if you visited Grandma and she lives in Lottie, Stark, Waldo, Palatka, places like that. That's not real Florida. That's like old South Florida back in the day with little wooden shacks on 
crawl space boxes and stuff like that. Or if your only experience with coming to Florida is going to the theme parks, no, not every bit of Florida is like that. It's not all spick and span. I mean, there's trailer trash in some places. You go into the 7-Eleven, you got a dirt foot girl in front of you trying to buy a pack of Newports. She's digging out change out of her pocket. Her little kids with the snotty noses and dirty faces and no shoes on her running around grabbing all the shit, throwing it on the floor. You know, if you're used to that far, or maybe you've been to South Florida and it's all Cuban and, and Spanish and on the, maybe you like the South Beach scenes. So I think it's all relative to whatever you equate Florida to be. Yeah. Well, you know, they, they think California is all earthquakes and, you know, how do we get on this subject? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I got one for you to blow your friggin' mind. Okay. Check that out. All right. Is it uh, popcorn? All right. So if you're watching on twitch.tv slash both mics on YouTube or Facebook <laughs> here, this is according to livescience.com. These are self. Hang on. Let me, let me say this again. They're Pac-Man-shaped <sighs> blobs become the world's first self-replicating biological robots. These biobots are made from frog cells. Tiny groups of cells shaped like Pac-Man are the world's first self-replicating biological robots, according to LiveScience.com. The tiny robots are made from the skin cells of frogs, but they don't produce by mitosis or meiosis or any of the ways cells divide and replicate in normal circumstances. Instead, they build more of themselves from raw materials, free-floating frog, frog skin cells, creating multiple generations of nearly identical organisms. These are called xenobots. <coughs> this is it. This is the end of humanity right here. We've, we've made robots, which will make more robots. That's it. We're done. They look like, um, they look like sugar corn pops. I, I was I was gonna go with uh, popcorn shrimp or something. Popcorn shrimp or yeah or yeah. And this so is not just a picture. This is video. This is a. a yeah, yeah, I, I was yeah. surprised. I'm like impressed. The the both mic studio and both mics technology is is grown by leaps and bounds. Yeah. Well, the interns on her game. You know, when the interns on her game, my my show does well. When the interns, you know, not having a good week, my Mike Stramas comes in, starts harassing her. It's not such a good show. So yeah, it might be the Santa beard. Yeah! Oh, 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 yes, yes, yes. Making it, making it a little bit more on your toes. Do you know that it's not ho, ho, ho? It's ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I'm making that shit up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you, you would be the authority, sir. Yes, yes. I do it all for the hoes. All right. Yes. You know who that is? Uh, the ultimate in scumbags. <laughs> wow! <laughs> All right, if if Axl Rose, Adam Sandler, and Joel Olstein walked in the room at the same time, I wouldn't know which one to punch first. Nice. Well, this this is according to NewYorkPost.com. A plumber finds cash in the wall of Joel Osteen's Lakewood Church years after a burglary. The megachurch okay. bathroom is flush with cash. Hey, I like what they did there. A nice plumber watch. went to Joel Osteen's Lakewood Church in Houston to remove a loose, a loose toilet, but instead found envelopes stuffed with cash and checks inside the wall seven years after $600,000 was stolen from the church safe, according to KRPC Channel 2. 
The nice. bizarre story came to light during a radio segment with host George Lindsay on 100.3 The Bull when a caller claimed he was doing repairs at the Osteen's House of Worship on November 10th, 2021 and stumbled upon the hidden treasure. He says the, the toilet was loose in the wall. We removed the tile. We went to remove the toilet. And then I moved some insulation out of the way. And about 500 envelopes fell out of the wall. And I was like, oh my gosh. The honest plumber didn't run away with the loot. I went ahead and contacted the maintenance supervisor that I was there. And he turned it all in. Mike, if I'm in a <sighs> shitter and I come across $600,000 in 500 envelopes... I'm coming out looking like a fat motherfucker from that bathroom because I am stomp taping that shit on my body and everything. I mean, sick, come on. Right. You yeah. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So it doesn't. There like, there's, there's a meme I saw on Facebook probably a couple of years ago, and it's a, a police officer with a kid probably about 10, 12 years old, and the kid's holding up a certificate. And the, the kid, like, found, like, a large amount of money and, and turned it in to the police. And they, he, they were giving so him proud some accommodation award for being, for being a great kid and being honest. He gets a and, $20 uh, gift card to Starbucks for that. Yeah, exactly, and, and a pair of sneakers. Uh, and, and my response was, I hope my kids weren't, would never be this stupid. Yeah, no, no, yeah. You just, you just you pick it up, keep moving, man. Just, you know, Hey, my work here is done. Anything else? I'm ready to go. <laughs> Any other toilets you need me to remove? <laughs> <laughs> right? I, I, I'd be poking holes in all the walls. Is there a pipe back here? Boom, 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 boom. How about a pipe over here? But it does bring the curious situation. So it was definitely an inside job. Somebody stole the cash, planted it there so they wouldn't, you know, stuffed it in the wall. They found a hole or made a hole or whatever. Right. And who knows, maybe they died or, or maybe something happened or maybe they're locked up and they, the money's still there, they think. Or, or they were suspected and they ended up getting fired and they have no access to get back into that bathroom. Wow. It's just a shame. Sh okay, so the place is a church. Does that make any difference to you? If you know it's not yours, but you don't know where it came from. But I would think this. I would think... God brought me here to fix this toilet at this church. God obviously wanted me to have this money. I mean, yeah, well, it, if it was like a traditional church is one thing, but it's freaking Joel Olstein, you know? $600,000. Can you imagine? Wow. I, I'm surprised they, they let out how much money was found in the wall because now you got other people wanting to go case this place out maybe or, or check places like this out they, they obviously have a lot of money on hand right cash money yeah now, i have a i actually had a, a, a in the back of my mind in, in things that i'll never get done in my lifetime uh another uh movie script of like you ever see like was it uh I guess it's freaky friday where like the mom and daughter their personalities get switched yes well, I thought of doing one that's three ways. Hey now. And one, one, it would be like a, like a skater kid, a teenage skater kid, uh, like an executive, a corporate executive, and then a priest. And, and have those three personalities get switched up in a Freaky Friday type situation. And it would, 
Yeah. Okay. Next. <laughs> That's just what Hollywood needs, another regenerated idea. No, that, I hear this would, be, this would be three personalities instead okay. of the two. All right. Nice. All right. So. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So check this out. So there's 50 Cent and Madonna. Okay. Okay. Now, Madonna looks a little pulled back, and 50 Cent looks like the guy from Hot Tub Time Machine. Yes, yes, exactly. Well, the reason why they're both in the news is Madonna put out some new photos on her Instagram. That Instagram actually kicked that, deleted the photos. Did you say new or new? Well, they might be nude. They're like, this is what they look like right there. So if you're looking at at the twitch.tv slash both mics or on YouTube or Nichols. Yeah, right. That's her in some very seductive poses, dressed in some sort of uh, seductive outfit, biting that iron bed rail, laying in seductive poses with high heel shoes and fishnets and stuff. And she doesn't look like Madonna like I've ever seen her before, but this is what 50 Cent had tweeted. He tweeted that that was one of her pictures right there. So he puts on there that this is the funniest of shit. Hang on. Let me try to pull this up a little closer so I can read it. Hang on here. Give me just a second. It is funny, though. It's an interesting photo, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. She posted that photo on Instagram. Yeah. So, I mean, she's 63 years old. Who the fuck does she think she is? I mean, look at this. She 50 Cent tweeted her, that picture with her, like, under the bed. The only thing you can see is her ass and her legs. And he's like, yo, this is the funniest shit, LOL. That's Madonna under the bed trying to do like a virgin at 63. She shot out. If she don't get her cold ass up, her, her old ass up, laughing my ass off, yeah, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. So, And uh, the latest, CNN.com. 50 Cent apologizes for mocking Madonna's photo. Yes, he put that out there because Madonna put out a tweet uh, with a picture of him and her like back in the day when he wasn't as popular as she was. Right. And they got a picture together and she put that, she tweeted, oh, you know, it's it's a shame when people are fake and then when they'll kick you and all, you know, all that shit. So. Right. Well, let me ask you a question. Would you okay. have, I, I don't know if I would have said the things he said. But trying to be funny, and he he is relevant. They spelled his name right. Would you apologize? Uh, no, no. If if, if I said it and I meant it, why would you apologize? What what, what is that going to get you? Exactly. It's just going to show that you realize that you the shit hit the fan, and now you're trying to save face. And you know, unless I'm. You know, unless I was blackout drunk or really didn't know what I was doing, but those that's really not a problem for me anymore. So I don't know. I'm trying to come up with a reason why I would apologize, and I can't do it. I, I would think if you say something, you mean it. Well, I, I guess to I guess to a degree, he probably thought he was being funny, and she looked upon him as a friend, and maybe you know he felt guilty after the fact because he because he you know he knows her to whatever degree, and he's like, oh yeah, you know she's right, so he apologized. Where to you and me to, to make fun of Madonna is is just a, another day that ends in Y. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So anyway, I, I, you know, this is I get it. She was trying to show off her body or whatever here. I think she's got another album coming out or something. She's the, trying to get herself in the news. Three. Yeah, you know, I get it. But I don't know if I want to look at that. I, I guess she's not bad. But that is funny. That one picture he picked out. Why would you put that on Facebook, on Instagram or whatever? Why would you put that picture out there? Come on. You know somebody's going to rip on you. Right. Well, you, you probably do it expecting no one to rip on you, but, you know. Oh, look. One of the pictures, she actually got has a, a hooter hanging out. <laughs> really? Yeah. God, uh, this is, this can't be her. That's what she's saying. That's what they're saying. Unless they're photoshopped yeah. to shit. She had a lot of work done. A lot. And her boobs are out. Oh, my God. There's <laughs> oh, You can't see it on my camera. That's funny, that picture. That's freaking hilarious. All right, I'll have to check that out. I'll have to look it up. Where has time gone? We've got three minutes left here. Did, do I miss anything? Did I forget anything? No. Uh, giving thanks that I have managed to maintain my sanity for four decades of censorship, sexism, ageism, and misogyny. The caption continues, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> always the victim. You, you know, I, always the victim. That's where that's where everybody wants to be. Oh, poor Madonna. Oh, poor Fuck her. Come on, stop. She put that out here on her. It's not like somebody went to her house, got some private photos off her computer, put them on a thumb drive, and then released them. You know, she put right, these out right. there. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, something something's up with these pictures because that definitely does not look like her. She looked, the girl looks Asian. Looks like freaking Kim Kardashian with blonde hair. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, this was fun. Make sure you check out my friend uh, Gino Losi if you want to go fishing anywhere in Florida. Check him out, Gino Losi, just like it sounds, G-I-N-O-L-O-S-I. Check out my friends at the Melon Patch Theater. Uh, Dustin Levine doing a great job there. They got a new show coming up here. Make sure you check them out or donate some money. They'll like that. It's community theater. It's in Leesburg, Florida. It's, hey, they'll love to have you come for a show or just donate some money. Buy, an, buy some ad space or something. How about that? Okay. And then... Uh, who else? Oh, check out my friend Night Fan Stan. Check out his company, Jet Set Printing, in Central Florida for all your printing needs. Anything else? Anybody you want to shout out to? Give a plug to Mike. Uh, uh, what's his name? Mosh Pit Jesus. Yes, Mosh Pit Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, hey, giving us a little, little kick in the numbers. Make sure you uh, get a sticker from us. Put that sticker in some conspicuous place. Take a picture of it and send it to us. Whoever does that in the best place in my my judgment is they're going to get a crisp $100 bill at the end of the year here. So make that happen. Go ahead and post it on our Facebook page. Thank you for watching. Thank you for yes. listening. Have make a coconut sure, smile. Make sure you find us wherever you find stuff, and we'll talk to you next time. How about that? Yep. Take care, folks. Ciao.